when I'm able to see someone really click with my framework and understand it, I know that I've hit it. Hello, and welcome to History Through Fiction, the podcast. I'm Colin Mustful, host of the program, and today I am happy to be joined by Juan Jordan, a marketing specialist and the founder of Tiny Triumph Co. It's really about knowing why you're doing what you are doing. It's like a compass, an internal compass for you. Juan Jordan is the founder of Tiny Triumph Co., a literary marketing consulting firm. She uses relationship marketing to help children's lit authors and illustrators harness their why and market with a heart-driven purpose so they can connect, inspire, and build communities of loyal, raving fans who buy their books over and over again. Juan has more than 15 years of corporate marketing and sales experience. She is also the host of Tea Talks live casual conversations on Instagram with authors about their work that gives viewers a deeper look at the publishing industry. She currently lives in the Pacific Northwest and enjoys adventuring with her family. So the first question I'd like to ask today is I'm curious about your path from corporate marketing marketing to children's literature. It seems like uh, an odd way to go. So how did that happen? Yeah, so uh, that came about um, because I um, decided to stay home with my kids. Um, I worked in uh, corporate marketing for about six years. And prior to that, I was actually an engineer for about six years. And so, you know, um, I just never really had a, a passion for engineering. It was like one of those things where, your parents kind of encourage you to choose a profession based on your skills of being really good at math and science, you know. And then um, I got into uh, business because of this this need for connection with people. I felt like it was missing during my time as an engineer, you know. As engineers work together, um, it's very just kind of let's go to a meeting let's talk about specs let's figure out how to design something and create it and so I always felt like there was a missing link of how do you actually work with someone to put passion to a product and then design it together as a team and so that led me into the business side uh, focusing on marketing And really at the core of it, it was all about relationship marketing. So like I said, I started having kids at the height of my career. I just knew that I wanted to spend more time with them uh, being home. And so I walked away from a a pretty big role 
at a small company. And um, I, of course, uh, had lots of time to reflect on all the things that I had done in corporate America and spent a lot of time in mommy groups. And I ran into uh, a woman who was sort of at the same phase of life that I was. And we struck up a really great relationship. I moved away to the East Coast from the West Coast for a time, but we kept in touch. And then eventually my family moved back to the West Coast and found out that um, during my time away, she got into children's publishing. She wanted to be an illustrator and a writer. And it seemed as though that was her passion. And she invited me to so many story times because of our kids were at the age where, um, you know, we could go and, and see authors read about their debut picture books or middle grade books. And I sat in the audience just kind of observing. And I saw how at every one of these story times, there was like a click, a click, like two or three people who were just like raving fans. I mean, they knew everything about the author or illustrator. Um, they knew every single book. They knew um, kind of their history of how they got into publishing. And it just dawned on me. It was like, how would it feel to every single author or illustrator to have like these raving fans at one of their story times or just in passing, let's say, you know, so many authors and illustrators go to bookshops to look at their debut picture books or their books out into in the world. And let's say a fan walks up to you and they recognize you because so many of you are writing books or illustrating books, but it's behind a cover, right? Mm -hmm. Hoping that nobody really notices you. But, you know, there are those raving fans who just want to know so much about you. And so uh, at those story times, it was like a light bulb moment went off for me. And I said, I want to help each one of these authors and illustrators to have like a group of these raving fans to show up at a story time or to recognize them out in the public. So that's how I got into it. That's where I brought my expertise of relationship marketing uh, into children's publishing um, with the passion of creating uh, a framework so that each one of you can have these loyal raving fans. Wow, that's that's I, I admire you for taking that risk and and just going forward and doing something that you really felt like you wanted to do. So that's that's amazing. Well, I, I'd like to I'd like you to tell us more about relationship marketing. And you talked about the feeling of having fans, and I, I imagine that does feel great. How does it feel for you using this relationship marketing style to help others get those fans? How does it feel when you see them? finding their audience and having these, these rabid fans. Yeah, it's uh, it gives me a high actually. It, it truly lights me up from the inside out to see one of my clients or someone who has attended one of my presentations and actually put into practice what 
uh, I've been able to create through my build your brand framework. And, um, you know, it's, it was a framework that took several iterations, right? It's like, you have this idea, you sort of know how it can work in corporate America. It's, it's a, it's a practice that is very uh, moldable depending upon the industry that you're in. So I could take the same idea and move to a different uh, niche, you know. And so when I'm able to see someone really click with my framework and understand it, I know that I've hit it. I've hit it in terms of them taking it and implementing it and seeing it out in the wild. And, um, you know, there's part two that uh, it, it does take some mindset work because the whole point about relationships is that you're putting yourself out there. Even if you just take the marketing word out of it and you just talk about developing relationships as you're meeting somebody new, you've got to take a risk by introducing yourself to them and saying, hey, this is who I am. Would you like to go and have a cup of coffee? And take, take the chance of sitting down and getting to know that other person and letting them see who you are too. Can you talk about maybe some of the discouragement that comes with that? Because I'm sure not every relationship blossoms into book sales or fans. Um, how do you get past the some of the discouragement to reaching the point where you start to see some results? Yeah, so... Obviously, um, just like any normal relationship, and the reason why I try to put it into terms of uh, just everyday use, because it's, I feel like it's it's something uh, more relatable. Because I think in publishing, marketing is very much what I say in my framework. It's it's external, right? You do a lot of promotion of your book. Uh, you do a lot of uh, giveaways, all these things that are outside of, of any feelings that your audience may have about you as an author or illustrator. And so when you come across someone who may not become a loyal raving fan, um, you just kind of have to say, like with any normal relationship, you're not going to be for every single person. And you just have to be okay with that, right? You you have a circle of friends, close friends, because they are accepting of who you are. You don't have a hundred fans or friends, sorry. You may have a close-knit group of five to eight friends, let's say. Same thing goes with uh, marketing and relationship marketing. You have the potential to build yourself a community that are accepting of who you are and what your mission is all about. Um, so you just have to accept that not everyone is going to like you and you have to be okay with it. Um, the other part is in terms of marketing itself, there's something to be said about remaining consistent with your strategy. Um, it's a long road process, meaning you may not see growth immediately. You may not see book sales immediately. But over time, 
if you if you really uh, get in touch with your mission statement and you repeat it over and over and over again, eventually it's going to catch and eventually you'll build this community. Eventually they become those loyal raving fans who want to buy your book over and over again. Without giving away too many of your secrets, um, tell me more about discovering your mission statement or your why, because certainly a lot of people just have a fantasy of writing a book and um, becoming famous from it and making money from it. Um, and that doesn't happen to most people. But you know, even just writing the book, that just to get to that point is pretty difficult for most people. So how do they get past that fantasy idea of what writing a book is to actually discovering why they want to do that? Okay, yeah, that's a great question. Essentially, what I like to tell people in presentations, if I'm out there uh, sharing uh, this great framework of mine in the message, it's about um, looking at yourself as a unique proposition to the audience. What is it about you that makes you different from everyone else, right? It's uh, you... You might be someone who writes or draws very similar to uh, another author or illustrator. So let's say you both write about empathy, but it's, it's the experiences and the interactions that you've had throughout your life is what is going to make your uh, rendition of empathy different from another person. And so it takes you some time to reflect on uh, where you've had um, a transformation in your life or something um, around that topic and basically come out the other side of that's your mission, your message that you're trying to put out into the world. So um, I guess... How do you figure out what your why is? You have to spend time to reflect on it. And and how much time? Obviously, it's going to be different for, for everyone, but there's always a balance between marketing and content building and honing your craft. Do you ever talk to authors about that? I I always say that when you can take time to really uh, sit with your purpose of why you're doing what you're doing, it kind of gives you um, a pathway and even a focus of how to do your content marketing or even projects that come along. It's almost, um, even though you're using it for marketing, that's really what I've been uh, teaching publishing over the last five years. It's really about knowing why you're doing what you are doing. It's like a compass, an internal compass for you. And so, um, you know, I, it's, it's always having it in the back of your mind. And I would say for the first time that you're really trying to figure out your messaging, your purpose, uh, the mission statement of your book business. And that's what I like to say that every single author or illustrator, you're really in in this, doing this because you're trying to build a book business. So 
what is the core mission for why you're doing what you're doing? Use that as the central basis of your marketing, um, which then translates into your content marketing, which also then translate into the projects that you are deciding to, to take on or pass, you know, um, or even like, um, so far as to like if you're doing a presentation at schools or at at a conference you can always uh, refer back to your why to say what's the message that I'm trying to give to everyone that in itself becomes your brand who you are in this world how people will know you in the publishing world that was incredibly insightful. It sounds like then your everything comes molded together. So you're not really separating everything comes together and, and it doesn't feel like marketing anymore. Is that right? That's correct. I mean, that is really uh, the essence of what I've been trying to do. And, and my framework is really just to help someone kind of work through um what they need to in order to get to the source of their why. And then, yeah, it's, it's the heart of your business, your book business, and it's your compass. And it's just then a natural extension when you are then thinking about marketing, right? Because really, at the end of the day, as you're trying to give your readers a glimpse of who you are and what you're about, that's yeah that's uh, i under, completely understand it. and it's it's more it's, it's much more insightful than just for authors sounds like a, an everyday way to go about whatever you're you're involved in yes so true so true um it's uh really it's something that no matter what industry you're in um you can use the same idea the same framework that i've developed yes Let's back up a little bit. You are the founder of Tiny Triumph Co. Um, tell us a little bit about what it is, when it started, um, where you're at. Okay, yeah. So um, Tiny Triumph Co., I would say, is a uh, literary marketing consulting firm in Portland, Oregon. I started it about five years ago. Um once again, I, I told you a little bit about how I came up with an idea for this business, um, sitting at various story times. And, and also during that time, um, I worked on and off with um, actually a kidlet musician at the time. You know, she, she wrote songs for various picture books. Um, and um, together we built our business, again, using the concept that I just spoke about, which was to get at the heart of why she wanted to even do this type of work. What was her message to the world? And, and from that, she was able to realize that it's not just about picture books. It's really about uh, reaching 
um, those families with young kids and, and giving them messages within her songs and also the books that she was writing these songs about. Um, and so over the last five years, I've worked with several uh, authors and illustrators, um, helping them to really hone in around their message so that they can have uh, an audience of loyal raving fans. And I'm at a crossroads right now because just like you mentioned, Colin, previously, um, I am seeing that um, I need to expand my reach. I'd love to help others in different industries do the same thing because I truly feel like um, knowing your why, having a purpose and a mission um, at the core of your business um, really helps you in every aspect. Definitely. And, and it sounds like you have a, an excellent service to offer authors, but I'm sure, as you mentioned, there's so much competition for an author's attention to, to help them with various services from um, editing to um, cover design and all those things. And you must have to do your own relationship marketing in order <laughs> to find those people. And yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, on the, on the flip side, you know, because of everything that I've done in publishing, what I've also realized is that so many authors and illustrators, it, marketing, unfortunately, is, is an afterthought. It's the last thing they would want to be doing. Uh, most of you just would rather write or illustrate. And so, um, I've partnered with a lot of service providers and basically I do offer uh, a somewhat of an agency setup for uh, the publishing industry. And so let's say um, an author comes to me and says, uh, I'm really interested in uh, creating a presentation for school visits when they start to go on you know, in person instead of online. Um, can you help me with that? And so I work with the author along with my service providers to uh, give that type of service where we build um, a strategy and it's it's like an author uh, media kit to then pitch to schools. I discuss school visit strategy in terms of how to design their presentation once we figure out their mission statement. Again, you know, having that um, as the basis of their book business, you weave it into everything that they can offer. And so in this case, it's a school visit. How do I make sure that my mission statement is alive and well in my presentation to schools? Um, so that's something that I'm doing on the side. So yeah, I'm I'm trying to respond to the publishing industry to offer them um, other types of services, but at the same time, branching out. Well, hearing you say that, I have to admit that I don't do that very well. I, uh, I have four historical novels that coincide with some of the state curriculum in Minnesota, and I do do some, some school visits, but... Um, you know, if you go to my website, you can see it's kind of all over the place with resources and what I offer. And so I do get some school visits, but I can see what you're saying. I, I need to decide if I want to target those or not. 
Yeah. And I, I did a school visit on Wednesday. It was a virtual one. And that was such an interesting experience because you're just talking at your computer and you, you don't <laughs> get any feedback. We, I did use something called Pear Deck, which was nice. It, it allowed them to do live interaction. I could see them typing responses as I was presenting. So that was pretty cool. But um, I definitely understand what you're saying so that I could do a better job of, of targeting my mission toward those students and teachers and then hopefully reach them rather than just doing a school visit twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Um, it's, um, it's so such a weird time right now. You know, it's a lot, I know a lot of authors and illustrators are wondering, you know, should they be charging for an online school visit because everyone is kind of in this weird time and so how about if I just do it for free and and I always say that's great um, great way to pivot yourself but there's nothing uh, wrong with you preparing for when things go back to normal right mm-hmm. and and being prepared so yeah um, school visits it's definitely a great way to get your message out to the world. Since you brought that up, can you talk a little bit about the the free strategy? Because it's it's out there everywhere. Every subscription service is try us first for this time or try this course and then maybe you know you'll pay for their next course. What do you advise as far as offering free services? Oh boy, that that is just so hard, you know, because it's like you could always follow a formula, um, but at the end of the day, I always am a big proponent of you need to do what feels best for you. Um, but you know, maybe a rough framework would be to uh, have in mind that you have, you eventually do want to get paid. So, what sort of value could you add for a paid school visit versus a free one? So it could be like a pared down version of what you usually do for for paid. Um, also, if, if that doesn't feel right to you, I've advised authors to maybe um, limit the number of free sessions or free visits that you may do in a year and just make that uh, known on your website. And, you know, most of the time authors are wanting to do that for the underrepresented school districts. Um, and so there's nothing wrong with that, but you can always just say on your website, you know, I offer three or I offer five a year. If you're one of those schools, go ahead, reach out to me and let me know that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, I always encourage authors and illustrators that do what you can to get paid because that's time away from what you are, wanting to do or what what makes you money which is write or illustrate yeah definitely great advice and i I love that you put boundaries on it that's that's always yeah so you mentioned pivoting um so we've been through a year now of of quarantining and uh, restrictions do you how do you see us coming out of this at least from your perspective as a marketing for authors and children's lit. Um, do you see things going to hybrid models, um, just virtual, just in person? And and how does how are you going to change your strategy around that? Um, are you are you talking about in terms of marketing or like how how do I promote myself? Is that well I'm interested 
mostly in your own your own business and how how that will change and grow with how the how the times change yeah definitely so in uh 2020 I had a goal of reaching as many as I could through various conferences, right? So I had um, pitched myself or I had uh, someone had reached out to me to to be in a conference. And of course, all the conferences went online, right? Um, And so I think what people are realizing is that you can be much more effective online, one, um, you can reach even more people all over the world. It's not just about uh, specific locations. You know, take for instance, I'm sure um, many of your listeners, maybe not, or or they are, um, are members of SCBWI. You know, SCBWI has these conferences in three major areas of the world. It's usually one in LA, one in New York, and one in Italy, and 2020, they had to hustle and change it up and make it all online. And the benefit of going online is that they were able to reduce the price because you're no longer paying for a ticket to to those locations. You're not paying for lodging. You know, um, the conference itself, the cost went down. They were able to have many more attendees because of that. And so that's sort of where I'm seeing things happening is it's unfortunately more Zoom time, <laughs> more online, but at uh, the benefit is that you're able to reach a wider audience at a lower cost. Um, and so that's where I'm heading. You know, um, I just, I've always done most of my work online. I do have quite a few uh, clients from Portland, Oregon. That's really where I got started because of the word of mouth. And that's the natural progression of marketing. As you're sitting there thinking about your marketing, just know that, you know, organically it's going to start within your, uh, the radius of your town. And maybe you can reach past your state to the neighboring states, but then it's, thinking about how can I go beyond word of mouth. And that's really why uh, or the purpose of social media, right? It, that is a way for you to broaden your marketing, broaden your reach. And so you get on social media, you start to see your connections are being made outside of your city, your state. It's going beyond the United States. It's going all over the world. And so as you're thinking about how to promote and market yourself, think of ways that you can do it online. How can you reach out and say, hey, to someone and say, hello, this is who I am. I'd like for us to develop a relationship. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. It's also very challenging because there are so many different platforms to reach out to people. And then you have to be technologically savvy to figure out how to use them. So at least I'm finding that you kind of have to limit yourself to a few that you can understand and um, just use them to the best of, of what they offer to reach your audience. That is so true. And 
And I always suggest to uh, my clients, go with whatever platform that you know you enjoy and that you're going to show up. Because you can have the best intentions, but if every time you think about Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or YouTube, or podcasting, if you just cringe, you're never going to show up. And so, you know, if if you're a writer because you're an author, if that's the way that you tend to communicate, look for avenues for you to write about what you're doing, you know, building that connection with your audience and then putting it out there. And, it, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to spend hundreds of dollars to create a website for yourself. Maybe you're just not at that point yet. Well, find a way for you to get your stories out there then. Be it on someone else's website, you know. Yeah. Well, this has been very insightful for someone listening that wants to get in touch with you and learn more about your services. How can they find you? Yes. So you can uh, connect with me on Instagram. That's my preferred uh, social media platform. My handle is at Tiny Triumph Co. So T-I-N-Y-T-R-I-U-M-P-H-C-O. You can also send me an email. Um, hello at tiny-triumph.co. And um, those are my main forms of uh, contact and connection. And you can also visit my website, www.tiny-triumph.co. There are so many blogs, uh, lots of resources for those in publishing who just want to get a little glimpse of what it is I do and offer. Wonderful. Well, I've been talking with Juan Jordan, the founder of Tiny Triumph Co. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Colin. I hope you have a great weekend. You too. Before we continue, um, so your mic is it? Is it part of the? Is it okay? So every time you move, there's some oh, yeah, feedback. Okay, so, sorry. No, I yeah, just so you're aware. I know it's hard to stop natural movement, but yeah, it's getting some like crinkly noise. Okay, got it. Okay. Is that better if I hold it out like that? That's actually great. Yeah. Okay. So yeah.